Good evening. Welcome to Friendship Radio and to the grand march through life. My name is James Huey, facilitator of the Friendship Personal Retreat Program here in Galveston and on ships cruising seas throughout the world. Offering the gift of listening hospitality, I invite you to join me here on KGBC, Friendship Radio for Southeast Texas, as we explore topics to enrich the quality of your life. Power for positive living and friendship. So it is good to have you here on this delightful Thursday evening. We appreciate your kindness in joining us here at AM 1540. My special guest this evening is Mrs. Casey Cheek, who is with the Pathways program here in Galveston. And Casey, it's good to have you here, and I'm going to be looking forward to talking with you. I would like to ask, what are some of the things that Pathways actually does? Maybe you can kind of give us an overview of something about Pathways, and we can just dive in from there. Great. We do body work in a way to re-script the memories that we hold in our body. And we do life coaching and re-scripting the life novel in terms of the thinking that we've imprinted in our brain and how we can reconstruct our life newly from life coaching. And I do a healing work called Reiki. And Reiki is a phenomenal energy that was used by the Tibetan monks over 3,000 years ago to heal people's bodies, to heal their hearts, to heal their minds, and to reconnect them spiritually. And it's an incredibly profound, easy, powerful work. Boy, it sounds very intriguing. I'm almost—I don't even know where to start. <laughs> yeah, I mean, jump in and swim. Well, I assume all of this is to help people uh, learn more about themselves, because a lot of what I sense that you are describing is how to help people really get in touch with energy. Exactly. What I've found in my relationships with human beings is that people are afraid to live their life full out. They live by what their parents taught them, by what their grandparents taught them, by what society teaches them, and in terms of their own opinion of themselves. No, I can't do that. I'm not good enough to do that. I could never be a star. No, I couldn't act. No, I can't make that much money. No, I couldn't have a house like that. And they really believe in their hearts that that's them. And so they put themselves on withhold, on stop, you know, like a hold button on the phone and go, no, that's not for me. I can't do that. And so they never get to fully invest themselves in their life. Why do you think most of them put themselves on hold? Most people in our civilization are, okay. you know, okay? The truth is, is that we don't know that there's another way. We, as human beings, are not naturally, like, curious and inquisitive and risk-taking, <laughs> no, 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 God forbid you should do that. Okay? So we don't do it naturally. If something I mean, is this something us, we've learned growing up? Our, yes. Oh, very much. This is very much true. If the door is shut, you don't keep trying to open the door, and you don't look around how you can get the door open. You simply assume that the door is shut. We have a description called hell. Well, whatever someone tells us that is, we will assume that that is, as so a generality. Way, if someone will define a word, we have a tendency to go and accept that definition. Yes, okay. without going, well, what perhaps is beyond that? What perhaps is the next level of that? Well, my life is great. Okay, the next question is, how could you go beyond great? Mm -hmm. We never entertain those questions naturally. Since we don't entertain them, 
What are the messages? We say we're on hold and we don't want to go behind that door, so to speak. Is it a fear of failure? Is it something that we are not good enough? What are the main messages that you hear as you work with people? Most of us have been trained in don't take risks, really. Whatever you have is good enough. Don't take risks because... It's bad, or you'll fail, it's or what? Dangerous. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. You might fail. You might not survive. It will affect a lot of people. What if you're wrong? Oh, that's a great one. Like, people try and make decisions. What if I'm going to make the wrong decision? Well, make a decision. Then we trap ourselves by fear. Is it the fear of a wrong decision as though that somehow is going to be the end of life? Yes. Oh, yes. Under the curse of perfectionism, making a decision is a critical life issue. My survival is on the line if I make a wrong decision. Okay. Am I going to be not successful? I'm going to be looked down upon with my peer group. So therefore, I won't take any of these risks. Yes. If it was just on a physical level, mm-hmm. I would lose my home, whatever. Really, that could be handleable. There are lots of resources, but it goes much deeper to then, if I do not have this, my existence is not worthy, in that we have used lots of things to prove our worthiness. Okay, so what you're talking about is something even beyond losing something like money or houses or cars. To some people, if they lost their money, they would have no self. Their self is just tied up with their bank account. That's who they are. Yes. That, for me, is a very sad state. What kinds of opportunities do you have for people to either get in touch with that? I imagine most people who would come would know something is not right. Mm -hmm. They may or may not be able to tell you what it is, but something's not right. What would you do to kind of help them get in touch with those feelings and maybe make some different choices? To start that, the questions that I invite people to inquire with are... What's my joy level? Is my joy level at 10 every day, or do I even have one? People go, joy? Oh, I never thought about that. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Is your life fulfilling? Like at the end of the day, when you close your eyes and you go to sleep, have you made a contribution? Do you feel like, wow, I lived today? My guess is you probably don't get real strong affirmative answers to those questions. True. Say that I would were to respond, my joy level isn't 10. It maybe is a 1 or a 2. Or I would say, no, I don't go to sleep and say, I didn't do much today. I just worked and brought home the bacon and fed the kids and helped them with their schoolwork. You know, it's the same old thing that I did yesterday and the day before and have been doing for the last 10 years. Got it. And I would say, does that work for you? Are you satisfied with that? If you're satisfied with that, that's fine. Be fully satisfied with it. If it's not, then let's see what's next. When you ask the question, are you fully satisfied, is that based on, do you help the person clarify what their expectations might be? Because I sometimes get the feeling, this is just myself, that sometimes we look at television so much that we think everybody lives on a perpetual mountain high 24 hours a day, which of course is going to wear out any system. Do you help people kind of recognize that there are ups and downs and valleys and peaks? What I have experienced about that, and one word I'll use for satisfaction is perhaps inner peace. My satisfaction with my life 
does not have to be dependent upon external events. Like my inner peace doesn't have to be contingent or dependent upon if my world around me is peaceful. It could be very chaotic, and still I can maintain my own inner peace. And it sounds like you might be talking about an average rather than an absolute because I would think perfectionism could get in there on inner peace, too. In other words, I would have to have inner peace 24 hours a day. I actually can have inner peace all the time if that's what I choose to have. And what it takes to choose that is discipline. Tell me how does discipline relate to inner peace? One of the ways that we disturb our inner peace is by having attack thoughts against ourselves. Oh, you stupid. You did the dumbest thing. That was a ridiculous thing to do. How could you say that? Oh, my gosh, you must have looked like an idiot when you said that. Those are attack thoughts against ourselves. They obviously don't promote inner peace, and you don't feel wonderful about yourself. I think what we call discounting <laughs> thoughts, you just discount yeah. your own self-worth. Yeah, self-critical. Mm-hmm. You know, anytime you're criticizing yourself, you are not perpetuating your own inner peace. I'm going to draw another distinction here, and that is the differentiation between who you are and the things that you do and the things that you say and the things that you think and your actions and your behaviors and feelings. Those are experiences that you have. But for me, that's not who I am. And so who I am is much larger, mm-hmm. much less boundaried than my body, than my thoughts, than my feelings. I would guess most of the people who come to you probably do think in more physical terms. Yes. So I gather Pathways then works on trying to bring that inner peace definition to a much more internal or personal concept. Yes. That's when you actually can be stable. In, In that I said it takes discipline. It's when those attack thoughts start oh, this is a tragedy, and that was horrible, so I'm horrible, and then I can't do this, and I can never make it. If you literally stand in the center of your mind and scream, stop, I am not listening. Another thing, there's a word that some people have heard and not really well understood, and that's called the word mantra, M-A-N-T-R-A. Well, a mantra simply is a word you say over in your mind over and over and over again when your mind is busy. If you can't sleep at night and you wake up you know, or you're jarred by a dream, if you lay back down and close your eyes and repeat the word peace over and over into your brain, you'll fall asleep. Or love or tranquility or serenity. Any word at all. Whatever word works for you, what registers in your heart, okay, you will fall again peacefully asleep. Is this the power of persuasion? Is this what how mantra works? I wouldn't say that. Okay. okay. I wouldn't, Casey Cheek. There actually is a register in your body, and a lot of people use the word resonance. Sounds and words actually resonate in our body in a certain way, as do symbols. There are symbols that exist in our world that our bodies naturally react to. For instance, the word love in your body feels a whole lot different than the word hate. Okay, your body's regulation, you're actually having a physical response And of all the electronic things they could attach to you, this would be proven out on a oscilloscope and a graph, that your body actually registers something different. And they're finding more and more about how the body will release certain chemicals, like endorphins, etc., in response to its reaction to sounds, words, 
So you can control your body reaction and create even more physical peace by the words that you use and the sounds you listen to. Mm -hmm. It takes discipline. You have to be willing to say, that's it. I'm not taking this conversation up here in my brain anymore. It's driving me nuts. I'm not listening. And say something else. So in other words, if you hear a negative conversation going on in your head, then one of the ways that you would work to do is try to program some positive conversation to replace it? Or would you just say, stop, I'm not going to hear that anymore? I think I would do both. And okay. it's important to acknowledge that that's what's going on. In other words, to acknowledge the negative self-talk. Yes. Okay. yes. But because you have to know why you're doing the positive. Well, because I'm a lot more valuable and I'm not this up here that I'm listening to in my head. I am not this negative self-talk. Okay. I know that I'm telling myself, but I'm not accepting that as true anymore. Okay, it's important then to say I am not a certain way, but then to also maybe clarify what words I want to use to describe myself. Yes, accurate. Okay. One other quick thing, and we're going to be running out of time, but something else that you mentioned was a massage therapy. Now, I understand you have a massage therapist on the staff. Mm -hmm. Quickly, how does that fit into the program, and what kinds of needs would this individual strive to meet? Okay. Massage therapy is applicable in that we carry incredible tension in our body that we don't know. And what does it do? It makes us sick. If you have an illness, if you have the flu, if you have a cold, if you have sore muscles, cramped muscles, joints, aches, and pains, for heaven's sakes, get a massage. It helps your body detoxify the stuff in it that we put into it through diet and stress, and it helps your joints loosen up. It increases your circulation. It's very good for coronary patients, lowers high blood pressure, relaxes you, clears your mentation so that you can think easier. And it's like an hour of heaven right here on Earth. You know, what more could you ask for? <laughs> Well, I know when I go on the cruise ships that one of the things that I enjoy the most is being able to have a massage, and it's really a wonderful experience, but I always wonder, there I'm already in a very relaxing setting, and it even adds more, and I keep thinking, well, you know, I ought to do that more on land where it's more tense, because the typical lifestyle that I live, while it's not the most stressful of a number of people, it's still stressful. And I keep thinking that probably this would be the kind of thing that would be advantageous. I know one of the most exciting retreats that I ever attended was up in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. And there were priests who were very much engaged in believing that the body is a temple and that getting in touch with the body, and not so much in the athletic sense of beating the muscles to pieces, but more like I'd call stroking reaffirming, nurturing kind of massage, affirming the presence of God in our lives and the value of us as a human being. Yes. Is this the kind of massage your head is shaking? Yes. So yes, very much so, and that is the intention of it. For those people who need to learn a need, forgive the word, um, who want to learn to relax, it's difficult to build into your body a sensation that you've never had or haven't had for a long time. So massage is a way to learn about what relaxation in your body really feels like. And once your body gets the memory, you can recreate it yourself. But it's difficult to create something that you have no knowledge of. 
So it's a tool and a technique for you to build more relaxation and ease with your body into your life. Sounds like Pathways and Friendship House and a number of these services are more oriented toward opening people's awarenesses to possibilities and the choices that we have in each and every day of our lives to make it positive and healthy and nurturing and affirming or stressful and tight and negative and unhealthy. I sense that even though we may be approaching it through different techniques and methods, we're really striving to enhance the worthwhileness of the individual to believe in themselves as individuals. Exactly. Very, very much so. And to keep asking what is possible rather than this is impossible. To look at possibility as being real in your life. Which way will we wake up on Friday morning and decide, is it possible or is it impossible? Will I make the decision to do things that I can do something about, or will I spend the day fretting about things that I can't do anything about? You got it. Those choices (laughs) each and every day. Casey, it's been wonderful. I just knew that I would enjoy the time you were going to be here. It's just been a delightful time, and I thank you for coming. I'd like to have you come back when we're not on tape delay and possibly maybe respond to some call-ins. I'd love to. I've had just a marvelous time, and I thank you for asking me and inviting me to be here. It's a very wonderful privilege. You are, no doubt, in my mind, one of the most delightful, charming, pleasant people. And I remember when I first came to Galveston, it gave me a very warm glow to meet you, and I'm thankful for that also. I do thank all of you for listening in here on KGBC this evening, AM 1540, Friendship Radio for Galveston County. I do hope that this program and our other programs have provided a valuable resource as you write your life novel and make the choices for your day. And I hope you'll join me again here on Friendship Radio for Southeast Texas, KGBC, AM 1540, as we continue each Thursday to explore topics to enrich the quality of your life, power for positive living and friendship. This is your friend and host, James Huey. Until next Thursday, good night.